and welcome to the surprise episode of Digesting the Force. Today we are looking back on our 11 episodes special event and discussing the saga in its entirety. Previous guests have submitted questions for Aaron and me and we have some rankings of our favorite characters and moments. As always, I am joined by my saga partner in crime, Aaron Solo. So Aaron, how are you today? I am Solo, that is correct. They named me that when they put me in juvie back in the day. I showed up by myself. They're like, Aaron Solo is here. Also, we've got a very special guest here, so I wanted to make sure that it was known that I am not the one who is married solo. Anyway, Aaron and I are actually taking a back seat today from our hosting responsibilities, and we will be panelists on today's episode. So I would like to welcome our host for today, my favorite person in the whole wide world. You guys hear me talk about him all the time. So I'd like to welcome my husband, Anthony, to be our host and MC. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to finally be on this podcast. I've listened to all the podcasts, and I have a very intimate knowledge of how Christina reacted during every single one of these movies because I watched everyone with her and for some of you lucky viewers out there you have received a video of her freaking out uh, during specific parts which was great this was so much fun to watch and I'm so excited to have this go down right now I'm just excited that I don't have to do the hosting today so that's fun we're officially Star Wars experts after today I'm updating my Twitter bio it will say Star Wars expert panelist. So congratulations to us all on that. Chico's also excited as always. Had to make his presence felt on the final episode. Chico but Chico's been here. He knows. He knows not, yeah, he is not a force ghost. He is a presence for sure. Definitely not ghost-like at all. But I'm super excited to be here. I think we're going to have some passionate debates about some of these rankings and overall i think we're gonna have a lot that we actually agree on which before going into digesting the force i thought was not something star wars fans did was agree on things but we're just a new generation of star wars fans i feel well i definitely am since this is the you first are, time I you are 100 percent the newest of generations of star wars fans aka finished it a week ago but before we get into the questions before we get into some rankings that we have a little bit later christina we went through the entirety of star wars in like a three-month period but what are your thoughts so i surprisingly enjoyed this like i really really didn't think i was gonna like it fantasy sci-fi is not not that i dislike it it's just not really my go-to genre so to jump into this knowing that it's beloved by so many i really wasn't expecting to like it i was just like okay whatever i was mostly expecting to make fun of it and just be like yeah Yep, that's why I didn't watch any of these movies because all these dorks liked it because it's a dorky movie. And you know what? They're awesome. I really enjoyed it. Even the ones that sucked, I still had redeeming qualities and still really liked them. So I liked the stories. I loved the characters. And you know, I'm glad that a certain point of view basically shamed me into doing this. And I'm glad Aaron agreed to be a part of this with me. And you know, this is a lot of work for us to do all these podcasts sometimes. So I appreciate Aaron for joining me on this ride. Aaron, this is not your first time through watching all the Star Wars, but you know, a second third possibly for some of the movies anything changed during this experience uh, from what you had before i mean first of all i've seen all the movies now so that's one thing there's a bunch obviously solo is gonna stick out i think from this whole experience besides the guests we had on and getting to share this with christina watching solo for the first time is really gonna be what sticks out from this podcast for me because that is uh one of my favorite movies from this series i don't want to give away where it's at but before this podcast i always like to think about things i say after after and then before and 
I said this eight to 12 weeks ago that solo was like my favorite part of the podcast. I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, but just meeting the different people also has definitely been a highlight for me. Hearing why everybody loves Star Wars is every single week. I'm going to miss being able to ask that, like in all seriousness, like why people love something. It's a great question to ask. So, But with Star Wars particularly, I think we had so many different answers. So, you know, the guests, seeing Christina's untouched first opinion, I mean, that is just like, you don't see that a lot and getting to see people's reactions to that is like also pretty great but yeah it was a lot of work and uh i'm looking forward to going down to only one movie a week i have to watch as a requirement even though i love watching movies watching them and having to actually think about digest them fully and then be able to talk about them and somewhat coherently besides deep blue sea has been a challenge to double up on the last couple weeks but before we do everything i do want to just shout out and just thank joe Farrelly, jake berlin zach burkett pj campbell thomas harper jilly marie felix morick chris lopez Brandon Hanna, Alex and Molly Damon, Dave Goodger, and Brian, who has a really, really hard last name to say, I think. <laughs> Brian, from a certain point of view, love you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for doing this with us and agreeing to come on with us and sometimes literally interrupting vacations to join us and just to talk about your favorite movies. And I'm really excited that you guys shared the knowledge and the passion with us because I feel like it really added to my experience because I did have a lot of questions and I I was confused about a a few things and it made my only enhance my viewing experience. So thank you guys so much for taking time out of your lives to come hang out with us and talk about Star Wars. I I think we can jump to the questions. The only thing I received out of this is getting to watch watch Christina Washies for the first time was an experience of its own. I've seen all the movies at least once, sometimes a few more, but it was great just knowing what was about to happen and seeing Christina actually start to react, her actually pay attention. I've seen her attempt to watch sci-fi movies before. It did not go well, including ones that I absolutely love. She's like, this is dumb. So when we started this, I was like, she's going to hate every second of these movies, I feel like. And movie one, she was in. So it was exciting for me just to see her really get into this as much as she did. And to be able to listen to her talk about it with all the wonderful people that she talked to, and Aaron as well, obviously. Because it's always great to hear Aaron. Thank you. I'm going to get into, we have a couple questions from some of the panelists that have been around. First one, we have three questions from another member of the stars. Yes. Zach has given us three separate questions here. So first question is, what was your biggest surprise from watching the movies? Not a twist that shocked you, but something that pleasantly surprised you. Uh, An aspect movie that you didn't expect to like, but you really did. So obviously not like, you know, some big reveal, but something smaller. Uh, Christina. I think my biggest surprise out of all of this is how attached I got to a lot of the different characters. Star Wars really created uh, a decent amount of characters, not all of them, that you can really love and that you can really root for. So when you get introduced to characters that you can get attached to and that have some sort of meaning to you, it makes the stories better because you want to see how it pans out. Good or bad, you want to finish the story with them. So I think my biggest surprise was just how much I really enjoyed these characters. And there were a few that I really, really fell in love with. Excellent. Yeah, I would go kind of a similar type of vein. I'll try not to repeat too many answers from Christina here. And I'll go specifically to how droids are treated within the universe throughout the series. It's been a very consistent thing with the droids representing more than just funny little robotic characters. I think especially towards the newer series with K2SO and then L3, they really started to develop more of like kind of like kind of moral direction they wanted their droids to be taking. And I thought 
thought that was kind of, I actually really like that. I know L3 gets criticized by a ton of people, but I think that is a really important direction for droids to continue to go with, like having a purpose behind their actions. They are sentient, and I think that was like really well presented in all of the movies. So droid usage was my nice surprise i'd say all right uh we will learn more about your ideas about droids later in this podcast because go on to your second question which actually this question is a lot of fun i'm very interested here would you rather have a droid companion a wookie best friend or to be a jedi so aaron why don't you start us off with this one get me out of that jedi bill right away i like love i like emotions i don't like responsibility so no not even close it's down to oh my god i look at chico as a wookie often frankly he really is except he's not very mechanically inclined but besides that he does have his own bow staff but i really and i know i just got i'm I'm sure you think i'm gonna go droid here i'm actually gonna go with the wookie companion because as much as i love my sono soundbar and talking to it and asking it to increase its volume and decrease its volume it's not quite the connection of a living being you can't top a Wookiee. I have the best Wookiee here in Chico, so I'm going to say Wookiee Companion. A shocking turn of events. Aaron goes, Wookiee Companion, the man who loves dogs and has numerous of them on the screen <laughs> at the moment. Uh, Christina, droid, Wookiee, or to be a Jedi? All right, so I know everyone probably thinks I'm going to go droid because of how much I love C-3PO, but I also love power. So, like, I want to be a Jedi so bad. Like, could you imagine being a Jedi where I work, where I can, like, Jedi mind trick the kids to be like, you will follow directions the first time I give them. Like, that would be amazing. Easy. Oh my god, that's such a teacher answer. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna be a Jedi and make kids yeah. learn more. Good for you. Like, I can make rocks float, but I will say though, like I do love power, so like the temptation to the dark side will always be there. And like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep, we don't know how that's gonna turn out, but all right, we got Christina the Jedi and Aaron the Wookiee dealer or handler. Not, not a huge fan of how you'd use your Jedi powers because that bodes very poorly for me. I'd be doing <laughs> a lot around this house without yeah. thinking about it. Uh, the final question from Zach: very simple, very quick, straightforward. Will you give the Mandalorian a try? I mean, maybe. I I, I won't. Yeah, I won't I, be giving the Mandalorian a try. Mandalorian doesn't seem like fun Star Wars to me. It seems like solid Rogue One style Star Wars, which I don't want to say too much, but isn't my favorite kind of Star Wars. Like I would watch like Lando. I would watch the fun alien characters more, but a Mandalorian show just seems like, eh, I don't think so. I don't know if I have like a desire to like, oh, I just need to know what this story is. I mean, maybe if I didn't have anything else going on, I would watch it, but I don't know. I think the part of what I liked so much much about Star Wars is it gave me a story I cared about so I wanted to keep watching so now that I feel like the story I cared about is over unless you're giving me characters that are like give me your side stories give me another solo movie give me Lando content give me Solo to happen yeah I agree like also watching this whole series like it became very clear like Boba Fett is kind of crappy so it's like I don't really care about like the bounty hunters that much like they're right. not that appealing to me they look cool and I, that's kind of it yeah I think that's what it would need to be like you would need to give me a story about someone I already knew and then maybe branch out into other characters I could love and then kind of go from there is what I yep. think I would need for my motivation sounds like Disney Plus is not getting two new viewers for the Mandalorian but uh, <laughs> waiting on that Lando and Obi-Wan series thank you Zach for all the questions we will now move on to our boy Gigi, Dave Gujer. Let's see, we got for his question. 
very similar to The Mandalorian. Now that you've watched all the films, would you dive further into the galaxy with the animated series that's are available? I'll take this one first. Uh, no, <laughs> not going to be happening anytime soon. I do like animated, but the animated shows seem even more serious than any of like the other stuff from Star Wars. So I, I don't like when my Star Wars gets serious. I like when it has fun, lets its hair down, and just like parties a little bit and... It doesn't seem like these animated shows really do that. And it's just, there's too much there. That's a no from me. Again, Lando, bring it. <laughs> well, yeah, right. We were told that we don't necessarily have to watch The Clone Wars. But then I feel like there was like a huge part between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith that like maybe would have been nice to watch Clone Wars. And then I believe in Clone Wars, it is explained why Darth Maul is in Solo. So again, with the shows, I just feel like it's like an investment that like- I'm Shouldn't just, like, I just watch a YouTube video explaining to me and like, five minutes like why darth maul's there i can do that i think oh can we i look into like a star wars explained youtube video about it yeah if i can just go on alex's channel and have him explain it to me then i probably won't watch the animated stuff <laughs> yeah that is something i'll invest in but no animated series no mandalorian we still love these movies just to be clear and speaking of star wars explained and alex damon uh, the next question comes from him another member of the stars faction with you. he's gonna ask what he loves asking everybody who is your favorite c or d list character someone who's in the background not a main character but like very very supporting character this is easy i'll take this one maz kanata they did not have her in enough because she was great in the force awakens i just loved like her sad I just loved the energy that she brought and I really feel like they should have done she should have been like a definitive side to main character and I feel like they introduced her in The Force Awakens and they just kind of let her shit the bed but she I really 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 liked her a lot and I wish they would have done more with her because she I think just added such a like I don't know like a pizzazz almost to it she just had a really good energy and she had good presence she was such a presence on screen she was in the old trilogy also and also always in the background like when she's right. there, just like I would say, I guess Admiral Akbar. He's known for his one moment, but he should have had one moment in every movie. I mean, the like there was like others from his species that showed up, but not him. I just wish we would have known more about him and his traps and his obsession with them. <laughs> also, like there's so many different answers for just random background characters. I love Ball's Chin, who attacks Luke in the <laughs> in the cantina. I just will never forget seeing that character for the first time and being so grossed out by his chin. Like, I was just like, this is the nasty. So, and then he shows up in like Rogue One for half a second. And I'm just like, oh, does he always just like yell and threaten people? That's like all he does is just like, I'm going to kick your ass later. Like, right on, dude. I do believe that was his actual name uh, in the movie. Ball Chin. Ball Chin. Ball Chin. Clearly, that is a, the accurate one. All right, we're going to move on to a very epic question here. This one is, it's going to be a bit from Jillian of... The best after show, a certain point of view. Her question, and we'll go each movie, is what was your favorite moment from each film? Oh, sadly, God. including The Rise of Skywalker. So we'll give the moment, maybe a quick description of why, and then we're going to move on to the next one because we got a lot to go through here. So let's start with the first one, A New Hope. Christina? I think I'm going to, st- Aaron and I will probably agree on this one, but I think my favorite part was the trash compactor. See, I think it just gives the characters like their friendship dynamic and kind of just like sets the tone for how the three of them feel about each other, how they're going to react. 
And I think that's the first time you, it's like a realistic, I don't know. It's more of a realistic situation of like, oh yeah, like everything else is like, we're saving the world and we're going against this emperor. But now you're just like, you're like trapped in this like little room situation. Like anybody can be locked in a room somewhere where it's like, all right, we got to work together to get out. I just think it was a fun moment. Yeah. It's such like an underrated scene too. Maybe it's not underrated because a lot of people bring it up, but I just underappreciated maybe because it gives every character an opportunity to kind of show who they are as a character in that moment. You have Leia being extremely poised the entire time. You've got Luke, the scared little farm boy, still kind of panicking. We got Han, who all the facade is cracked. You got Chewie, who's just the scared dog at this point, just freaking out. You got C-3PO up top, misunderstanding, think he's killed them. Like that moment, it's just got everything. It's got drama. It's got comedy. It's, I think, one of the funniest parts in the entire series. So yeah, trash compactor scene. One of my favorite in the entire series. Well, you talked about agreeing earlier, and we're agreeing right now. So great answer. I like that one. Uh, we're going to move on to the next next one that you watched an epic one of the empire strikes back i mean it's got to be i am your father particularly christina's reaction to it made it that much better because she called it corny which it's just <laughs> like my god yeah sure maybe it is but it's like that takes some serious force energy to be able to call that scene corny so respect to jedi christina because i mean it's one of the greatest moments in any film ever i mean it really is truly iconic but it's got to be that. Like, what else can you pick from this movie? I guess so, we'll find out in a second. Yeah, so I did not pick this part. And I feel like it wasn't iconic for me only because, like, I knew that it was happening. Like, yeah. at this point, like, that scene is so well known that, like, the weight wasn't there. But the scene I did not know about is when Lando is with everyone and is, like, bringing them into the other room and the doors open and Darth Vader's oh, yeah. there. I had no reason to suspect he was there. I was flipping out at that part. Like, like and I know Jake brought this up on the podcast that he was, like, if you really think about the direction, they didn't even hint that he could possibly be there. Like you didn't even see his ship getting closer. Nothing. There was no reason to believe that he was there. So it was truly this shock value. And you can remember from my reaction oh, yeah. that I was like, holy shit, I can't yeah. believe Darth Vader's here. And then, you know, he's the one that hurts C-3PO. So I think that moment was so perfectly executed that it was my most memorable uh, moment. Totally fair. There was a lot of emotion within like a 10 minute period during that movie of seeing Darth Vader and C-3PO going down. There's a lot of worry in her face. Uh, we're going to move on to the next one the ending of the og trilogy uh the return of the jedi hmm. christina do you want to go first on this one i mean there's a lot of good parts in this but i just like the feel good moment is the ending the ending is just so it's so your heroes win and it's like just big celebration it's the celebration of these three movies being over and at the time you didn't know you were going to get anything else and it was just this nice like i'm corny and i love bubble wrapped like happy endings and it was just so nice to just see them win and like celebrate about it and then you get to see like force ghosts at the end like, it just wrapped everything up nicely so it's a total celebration i that would have been my answer i will say my second favorite part though was when c3po is mistaken for a golden god and he just like <laughs> completely rocks with it i could have watched a whole movie on that and been like all right hold on we're actually gonna have a story in between the end of this movie like he was made to be a god c3po was made for this to be a false prophet and he just like slides into it so perfectly so great i also the net scene and cutting open it with like a can opener for some reason that really makes me laugh that like that was their option to get out of that it's like c3 3PO's can opener. So a little cheap there. All right. Good answers all for the OG trilogy. We're going to move on to the prequel trilogy. The one movie that kind of started to divide all the Star Wars fans pretty quickly. Uh, the Phantom Menace. So what is your favorite moment from that one? Ooh, there's not many to pick from. <laughs> so I guess I'll say the pod racing was cool. 
<laughs> that is the line for the Phantom Menace. Yeah, that is like the line for the fan menace. Yeah. The pod racing was cool. Like, and the duel of the, let's keep this one short. We have a lot of other movies. Pod racing, duel of the fates. Period. Yeah. There's nothing else to really. Yeah, there was nothing movie. else cool about this movie. <laughs> Those are the two things that have carried it for so long. It's incredible. Yeah. Cool. Right, and those question. two things will continue to carry it. We'll move right on to the next one, and uh, we go to Attack of the Clones. I feel like we have one or two extras in this one. All right. Uh, Jar Jar Binks walking away as senator. <laughs> well, and Aaron's cut off the podcast from now on. Um, my favorite part, obviously, is when Yoda just like goes ham and starts fucking shit up with Count Dooku, and like it was. See, great. I have such a different feeling on that because that's when Yoda became misunderstood. The thing that was cool about Yoda is that he didn't need the flips and the lightsaber shit to be cool. He did it without that, and then they added that, made him talk way more Yoda y after that. Because, like, the movie awards were a big hit and all that shit. And, like, commercials. So, like, that Dooku duel, while people like it, I actually kind of hate it for those reasons. Because that's not who Yoda is. But it's slim pickings here. So, like, yeah. we got to go with something. Uh, we got to see Natalie Portman's abs. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's always good when, you know, the clothes get ripped just the right way for the movie. <laughs> Uh, like, God bless that monster. <laughs> like, good go, monster. Uh, we are going to move on to the final episode in the prequel trilogy in Revenge of the Sith. Well, we mean, got you, you, the higher ground, Anakin. It is kind of amazing that with the prequels, they have memed out the greatest moments and been like, "These are the greatest moments from these movies." Like this is like, and it's got it's got to be the I'm forgetting the name of the volcano planet, but like wherever it was, I mean that fight. That's what the whole prequels was building up to. And I mean, it was super intense. And I mean, it's probably the darkest that Star Wars ever got showing a burning to death body screaming in agony. And then they followed up with a nice big no to take any sort of dramatic tension because George Lucas. So my favorite moment when that was the iconic of seeing Anakin actually become Vader when you see the helmet just like clip on and then he takes like his first breath. I mean... That shit was cool. And like, yeah. I'm not even that hardcore of a fan, but I can only imagine like literally growing up with these movies and seeing that was probably pretty awesome. All right. Skipping the no part for you, but just putting the mask on and the yeah. breath, a very good choice in that. And a few more movies here. We're going to move on to the sequel trilogy into The Force Awakens. I feel like there's a lot of good moments in this one. What did you decide on? Oh, mine's easy. Mine is the first time you see Han and Chewie. Yeah, that's that's a good... They were home. That is a great scene. I really like Poe and Finn in their jacket action. I thought that was the beginning of a great thing, which Disney didn't have the balls to do, which was <laughs> Poe and Finn being together forever in the galaxy. But I got to live in that moment where he, you know, they just had their little moment in the desert together. It was the beginning of a beautiful thing in an alternate universe. Listen to the last episode of Digesting Divorce for an even longer description of what Aaron wanted in these movies. Uh, we're <laughs> going to move on to the next one that you guys watched, which was Rogue One. What is the favorite parts there, Aaron? I know you're not a huge fan of this. Yeah. But uh, what was your favorite part of this? I mean, it's got to be anything with K2SO, but I will kind of say his final sacrifice. That is like one of the only times in this series where I was actually like I didn't get moved to tears I don't think I even cried once in these movies which is kind of rare for me but it's kind of hard to cry with Star Wars as a grown adult but that was a part where I did honestly get welled up and I was just like man like I wish he didn't have to die here but it really was an effective dramatic moment and it wasn't just sad to be sad like other parts of the movie so I'll say anything with K2S so I think he was the clear highlight for me 
I will say I actually enjoyed how the movie ended all the way up until you get to New Hope, where you actually see Leia get the plans. I think they could have just ended the movie, but I really like how they brought it all the way up into basically how A New Hope starts, which I always Man, I love I love that at the end when I saw it in the theaters. I remember yeah. when I saw it, like immediately going home and watching New Hope. I yeah. was just like, yeah, this is like, really does make you want to just get it back. But hindsight wise, I can see the argument for sure. Yeah. All right. Both good. K2SO, a favorite of mine. Uh, we are going to move on to the second film in the sequels, The Last Jedi. I oh, man. I mean, there's, yeah, I, I, there's so many parts of this that I could pick. This was one of my favorite ones to revisit for sure, because my first time I was positive I hated it and would never revisit it again. What's the name of the ship where Laura Dern's character ends up going into hyperspace and going through the other shit. I don't know what that's called. I don't know what it's called either, but I know what part you're talking about. That moment where it goes silent, it's like such an effective use of silence and the visuals in that moment. And I'm sorry for missing the iconic name of it, but I think everybody kind of knows what I'm talking about. That to me, even the first time I saw it, I thought it was one of the most visually stunning moments in the entire series and it actually like meant something even though the way she went about doing it was kind of weird and dramatic waiting till the last possible second but you know what i'm not i'm not here for i'm here for the destination not for the journey in this case and that was a cool ass crash my favorite part was ray and kylo ren or i guess it been at this point fighting everybody in the throne room i mean to see them essentially join forces out of their need for survival it's a trope that happens in movies a lot but i feel like this one really felt organic and realistic that they would team up in this moment. And I actually liked that in a lot of times in movies that people will team up like this. And then like from then on, it's like, oh, cool. We're on the same team now because like we have a common enemy. After they did all of this, they still parted and they mm-hmm. still realize that they're not on the same team. Like this was truly just to get rid of Snope or Snape Snoke. or whatever. Nope. Snoke. Snoke. I don't even. Guys, this is why I... Skype. <laughs> Snoke, Skype, Skype, Snoke. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're in the realm. You're in the realm. Whatever. Uh, these are two great choices for this, both two excellent scenes, some of the top of the entire franchise. And we're going to move on to the underdog movie that you both loved a lot in Solo. Uh, what's your favorite part of this one? All of the moments. The whole movie. If I have to pick one, though, because this movie is great, I will say, seeing Darth Maul again. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know my answer. Anytime I can choose Darth Maul for an answer, I choose Darth Maul. I picked Duel of the Fates, and now I pick his next appearance in the Star Wars series. When he shows up, I don't care if I got it spoiled for me ahead of time. I was so excited to see him back. But there are a ton of other moments from this that I also really loved. So I will say, besides the obvious Darth Maul, right at the beginning when Solo shows up, and I'm like, wow, he's really taking this in his own direction. And I kind of respected his portrayal of Han Solo and Harrison Ford while not doing an impression. And so the first moments of seeing Han Solo in Solo actually are some of my favorite moments from the movie because I was so shocked at how good it was and how different it was while still representing the character. But Darth Maul, obviously. Darth Maul, the correct answer for this. All right, let's move to the final movie. Before we go on to the next question, let's try to get this one out of the way as quickly as we can because it's The Rise of Skywalker. There had to be some good parts of this, right? Uh, Yeah, it was when Ben died, I hate you. Okay, Ben dying. I liked when the Wookiees or the Ewoks showed back up because I am not ashamed to say I am an Ewok stan. So when they showed back up and they showed Endor just for a moment, that was nice. Yeah, other than that, like, man, that kiss was great, wasn't it? 
Uh, we don't we don't we don't talk about that in this household. That is just put in the background. We do not mention it. That was an excellent question for Jillian. Uh, I get a lot of information there. That was a lot of fun to hear. Favorite yeah. part of the movie. We're gonna move on. Chris Lopez from Spin from the Real gave us a couple questions here. And Christine, I want to know this one for you. At what moment did you know you were going to be a fan of the series? I think it was when the Seagull trilogy started because I had enjoyed the other movies, but once I was introduced to Ray, like I was all in, like I was really, really excited to watch the other two movies and see the rest of her story. Cause I really didn't know anything about them. So like I kind of knew a little bit of the original and then you kind of know what the prequels are going to lead up to, but the sequel trilogy, I knew nothing about. So it was just like, like when you're reading a book and you just like, you literally, your hands and your brain cannot just move fast enough to like get to that story. That's how I felt watching the sequel. So that's when I think I became a fan when I just couldn't wait to watch the next movie. Aaron, I know you've watched these before, but yeah. is there a part before that made you the big fan or is there a part in this movie? Yeah that kind of brought everything back no i guess not exactly for me it was when we got to it was when we got to the sequel trilogy that i felt a little bit relieved because i was worried that this was going to turn into kind of a series where we topped out at the very beginning with the og trilogy and didn't have anything that neared that peak again and it was nice that when we got to force awakens and then particularly last jedi and then this you know solo we hit those peaks again so like it was nice to watch these and be reminded that i'm not just a fan of the og trilogy because that's often how i thought before this that i was i was like i like the originals but other than that no so yeah i guess that's kind of my spin on that answer all right sequel trilogy's bringing everyone in next question very simple question we kind of went through this a minute ago. What's your honest opinion of the Ewoks? Love them? Hate them? They're right. the yeah, they're fucking incredible. They should have been in more of it. I will watch the Ewok movies before I watch Mandalorian. I will say that much. So there's more likely to be a digesting the Ewok movies before there is any Mandalorian, Bad Batch, Clone yeah. Wars. I love everything the non-subtlety of them being vietnamese like i love it that it they were great their dynamics with leia is one of my favorite parts of return of the jedi like and it's just like that celebration at the end they were the ones who organized that celebration like they were who allowed us to leave the original trilogy celebrating like i don't get the hate for the ewoks i really don't i think people need to have fun yeah they're awesome i'm all about the ewoks like, I would never be embarrassed to say I like the Ewoks either. You know I don't care what other people think, so. Of course, you're too cool. If, but yeah, I do. If I to be a hater, I'm like, I don't, I don't why are you talking to me, honestly? True. But, like, I'm sure that the Ewok specials suck. I'm sure they do, And but I'm talking about this series, so I don't want to hear any of that Ewok special talk. Well, I guess one day we'll find out when you watch them. Sorry, Aaron, this question is uh, not for you, because you were Shocking. not around for this. Christina, what movie was your favorite to watch with me? I think I'm going to go with The Force Awakens because I think you get better reactions where you kind of already have a story established. And I was just really excited for this one. Like it was characters that I knew that were coming back. So I wanted to see their story continued. And I think I got some of the best reactions out of this one. Would you think this is the same? Or what oh, I, I really enjoyed watching this one because I knew certain parts were coming. So I was able to be the creepy husband. And I just sat there with my phone, just videoing her, knowing that a reaction was about to come about. And it was great. And I apologize for everyone listening to not, to not take more videos of reactions because that would have been an epic super cut but yeah the force week ones was probably the most fun because at this point you were into the franchise you wanted to see more and the introduction of the ray really kind of made you a fan so great questions from chris we are going to move on to thomas from the den now that you have seen all the movies do you feel changed in any way as a movie lover if not 
are you at least looking forward to trying out some future new Star Wars movies? Uh, we know about your relationship to emotions and movies. Did this do anything for you? I don't feel changed as a movie lover. I feel changed in the sense of I see why other people loved this so much and I get that aspect of it. But yeah, no, I'm, I would watch more movies, especially if they had to do, if they gave me an, another story that involved Ray, especially now that I think you can take Ray, Finn, and Poe and give them their own stories that we're done with Luke Skywalker. We're done with all of this. If they can get their own story, I'm down. Those characters are great. So, but no, I don't feel like my life has changed as a movie lover. I just feel like I, I got to now love more movies. And Aaron on the opposite side of the corn is someone who does get emotional over movies. Yeah. Movies have changed my entire life and they continue to influence most of my decisions in my life. But with regards to this, I don't know. I would say that this has left me more open actually to going into other franchises which for me is one of my biggest biases as a moviegoer at this point. I've started to think I know it all just because I think, you know, oh, this won't happen or this person can't die or like I know what where it goes. Like I think it's going to leave me more open to going into other franchises. I'm not saying I'm ready yet, but I would be open and consider going to look at the Harry Potter movies one day after doing this. Oh, uh, right. Because I do think that there are a lot of themes within these movies, and that is something that changed for me watching them all in such a small period of time and really attempting to analyze them. Uh, because I'm not a good analyst, that's why I say attempting to analyze, is because there were a lot of themes they were able to pick up. I mean, and why I pointed out why I like the droids so much earlier. I think there's probably these themes and other things like Star Trek would be another one I'd be open to looking into, honestly. So I guess I'm more open to franchise series after this, which is kind of gross to hear myself say. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was weird to hear you say, knowing your dislike for the Wizarding World. I would love to see uh, you watch it and see what you have to say about Imagine that. if I loved them, though. I made assumptions about movies within this series where I hadn't seen them yet, but I was like, oh, I know I won't like Solo. I've heard about it. And it's not my kind of movie. And they fired the creative director. And then I watched it. I was completely wrong. So I love being wrong. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And I'm wrong a lot. So I'm in love. All right. We are going to move on. Thank you, Thomas Harper, for that excellent question. We are going to move on to our final question from the man who edits all of these. I feel so bad for him that he has to do that with these two. But he does a fantastic job. He makes excellent posters for everything on Digesting the Force and Digesting Cinema. Tony Heald. He comes up with, at this point, Star Wars is pretty much in a league of their own with regards to fandom they have. Trekkies and Doctor Who fans have conventions, but apparently 0.8% of the British population in 2001 declared their religion as Jedi on the census, which is, that's a thing. But do the films deserve this attention and love as um, declaring yourself a Jedi? I'm going to say yes. It's almost impossible for me not to after just simply hearing why people love these movies. It's just like nothing in life matters at the end of the day. And what you attribute meaning to is what matters. And I think that if it's this movie series that was able to give you courage to step out of your comfort zone or meet other people or have someone there for you when you didn't know how to make friends with people, all the different reasons we had. I mean, who am I to say no? Like, honestly, yeah, I think there's not enough things people care about. So if it's this movie franchise that people really care about, I think that's great. Like, I don't have any issues with its placement. I always think that people care about this stuff way too much. But I get why. Because when you have a series, even if a TV series, when you have these characters, you know, because you've spent years with them. So 
I get why people would love this. You have characters that have literally spanned decades now that people have watched these movies and have grown up with, and it spawned into books and TV shows and comic books and all of these other theories where you can all keep learning about character backgrounds and side stories and this deeper universe meaning. So yeah, I can get why you love it so much because there's so much material where you can keep your interests going and they do make characters that you can really relate to and that you can really love and that you can root for and that, you know, they keep up with their stories. So do I think it's a little dramatic to say that you're a Jedi on like a government information? Yeah, but like Mm -hmm. also I get why you love it so much. You know, like I think of that, you know, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy and that show's not very good anymore, but it's been on since I was 15 years old. I'm 33. It's been on over half of my life. So some of these characters I've known longer than I've known a lot of the people in my life. So it's like, I get it when you get attached to these things and you want to see their story through. So, yeah, no, I I think it's valid. Yeah, and there's still not quite anything like going to a midnight show of a Star Wars movie. I do look forward to the day where maybe I can come up to wherever Christina is located and go with you guys to the next Star Wars premiere because going into one of those movies, there's, you know, nothing quite like it. Thank you, everybody that gave the questions. Thank you, everybody that's been on the podcast talking with these two about Star Wars and why they love them. So we've asked some questions. We've got some answers. Now, I decided I wanted to give them some rankings. I decided they got heroes, villains, droids, supporting fights, stuff like that. I gave them five apiece, and I want to see how they rank them after watching all these movies. So we're going to start with the heroes, five that I picked that I thought were the biggest of them. Uh, We're going to go with Luke. Han or Han, however you want to say it, Leia, Obi-Wan, and Rey. So, uh, Aaron, why don't we start with you for the heroes? Number five, Obi-Wan. Like, just not that fun, bro. You're kind of a cock block at times. Not fun and cock blocks are like two of my least favorite things in this world. So, uh, number five, Obi-Wan. Number four, this is where it gets tough because these top four are bangers, man. Whoever I put at four, I'm, I felt gross about. So, <laughs> my number four is actually going to be Han. I know that might be kind of crazy. I really love his swagger and everything. And uh, he's just kind of a whiny bitch when he's not getting his way with Leia. Like, he just gets a little bit too, like, beta for me, man. And he's, like, getting beat by Luke, and he just can't take the L. And, like, until Luke is the brother, like, Han didn't have that much game. And also, like, it's kind of like Jabba's bitch. So Someone's got to be four here. So I'm going to make it Han at number four. Number three. Also, this is painful. I'm going to go with Leia. So maybe if Carrie Fisher would have been around for the Rise of Skywalker, which was supposed to be really Leia's movie, maybe this would have changed a little bit. But she had some really great moments. I loved her in New Hope and how she wasn't just a damsel in distress. She was doing like things that wasn't like hammered over your head. But floating Leia was a rough moment in the entire series. And... For her to decide to use her force powers like that, I'm going to knock her down to the three spot. And then we're left to two. This is tough. I love what Ray has done for the series, bringing in different people, particularly women, to have a hero to look up to. I love how it drove all the fanboys crazy, how there was a woman leading Star Wars, like all of that. Like And Daisy Ridley, absolute dime, with all due respect. But yeah, I'm going to make Ray my number two, which leaves Luke as my number one. He's always been my number one. I even like how he transitioned into an old curmudgeon-y Jedi in Last Jedi. I thought that was great. But, yeah, I mean, him in the all-black in Return of the Jedi was my childhood idol with the green lightsaber. It really was. I just thought there was never 
a cooler guy than that. And then revisiting as an adult, it's different, but still kind of stands. Luke is, he's my hero, like number one Star Wars hero, Luke Skywalker. I got, I got to go that way. All right. Christina, how's your ranking matchup? I actually have a lot of similar reasonings that Aaron has, but my numbers are a little different. My number five is also Obi-Wan because I just feel like he's kind of whack. Like, he's just like, there's way too many rules. Like, bro, I, like, I can't be your friend. Like, if I have he's to like put in a bad position to be like the coolest hero, though. Like, he yeah. has to do that. Someone has to be the law and like the, right. like, not, and he's not fun. So, but for rankings, yeah. it doesn't help you very much. Yeah, he's just like not fun. It's like, there's, I don't, I shouldn't have rules to be your friend. I'm with Aaron though, that like the top four is basically like 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D. I'm actually going to put Leia at four. I love Leia. I just feel like after seeing what they did with Ray, I wish they would have done more with her because she kind of had her moments, like you were saying, in A New Hope. And then I just feel like she was just a little bit less in each movie where they really could have given her big moments to shine. And I just think they just didn't do that. And it, it is a shame of her untimely passing that maybe she could have ended the saga really being about her without having Han or Luke to overshadow her like they did in the original trilogy. And as much as I love him and his baby face, I want to squish and squash. I'm putting Luke at number three. I think sometimes he can be just a little whiny. I don't know. And like, I don't like that they didn't put him in a lot of Force Awakens. Like that was kind of lame. And he was like, he was a grumpy old man in The Last Jedi. Like get your shit together, Luke. I fell in love with like the bright, like shiny eyed kid. Han is my number two. He's just a great time. He's so fun. Harrison Ford played him so well. And he just was so likable. And in his solo movie, Alden did just a great job. And it was just so fun to watch. But I got to give number one to my girl, Ray. I mean, at the moment you met her, she just like captivated your hearts and just stole the show. And Ray is great. If she has a million more movies, I will watch all of them. So Ray for life. I wouldn't hold hope on any more Ray movies, considering how the fandom treated her and Finn. Like, I wouldn't count on any more, unfortunately, from them. But well, never- maybe she shouldn't have kissed Ben Solo, and this would have been a problem. Well, yeah, true. That's, never going to argue about that. But yeah, Ray and Luke, both very good choices. I forgot when ranking to think about Solo when I was ranking Han. So, whoops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's all right. Speaking of Ben slash Kylo, we're going to move on to villains. The five I looked at, obviously, you have to have Darth Vader in there. You have to have Emperor Palpatine in there. You have to have Kylo Ren. Darth Maul. And uh, Count Dooku kind of showed up in a few. Uh, he was evil. Really doesn't seem like there were too, too many villains in there. Christina, please start us off with the villains because I know you're going to go nuts here. I'm going first because I can't handle this shit. The worst one, my least favorite is Kylo Ren. You are a punk ass bitch, okay? You are such a little whiner. Like, honest to God, you are the worst. Oh, my parents are Princess Leia and Han Solo and no one loves me, so I'm going to be on the dark side. Shut up, okay? You are a piece of crap. You are a terrible person. No wonder nobody wanted to love you, bro. You have no redeemable qualities. You suck. You suck so bad. I hate you. I will hate you for the rest of time. If anybody likes him, I literally don't know what you're looking at because this bro sucks. And as a villain, as a villain, you are whack. You don't scare anybody, bro. Cool, you use the force. Who doesn't at this point? By the time the sequels came around, everybody used the force. So you're just a little whiny crybaby bitch. All right, number four is Count Dooku, because honest to God, I just forgot who that person was. (laughs) I put Palpatine at number three. I mean, he was pretty evil. He did some shit, you know? He came back, unfortunately. But he he was always the puppet master. Number two is Darth Maul, because he was 
badass. And, you know, I know we said justice for Mace Windu. We need justice for Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Give me all the Darth Maul content. Yes. But obviously, I mean, he's the greatest villain of all time. Out of all of cinema, it goes to Darth Vader. I mean, I don't know how you could put anybody else at number one. He is iconic for a reason. He actually, at parts of these movies, instilled fear as like an adult viewer. You're like, damn, that guy is scary. Um, and I think that's what you want in your villain. And he was dynamic in his character that like, could he be redeemed? And like, you saw what he came from and they just gave him so much depth. Yeah, he's the best. And uh, I would just like to say once again, Kylo Ren sucks. All right. I always thought the point of a villain was for you to hate them. So but he's a shitty villain because he's such a whiner. Like you're not a villain. You're just like this like I mean, whiny kid that like wants to just be mean to people. That's what he is. But it's kind of it's kind of a turn on viewing, you know, dictators as just whiny little bitch kids. And I kind of like taking away a little bit of the mystique from these people. Like it's like, yeah, it turns out. Hitler, you are a little bitch. That's great, like, because these people are little bitches. They just hide behind their power, which is what Kylo did. But my number five, it's the only choice for number five, Dooku. I, he was put on this list to be number five. So come on, let's stop playing games here. Dooku is number five. Number four, Palpatine for me. Palpatino is my number four. Just Rise of Skywalker alone. Like, he was just, like, so whack in that movie and so not needed. And just, like, it was J.J. Abrams trying to salvage, like, what he wanted to do when Last Jedi already existed. Number three, Kylo Ren. I'm a huge, huge Adam Driver fan. I think he might be one of the best actors to ever be in a Star Wars movie. And uh, I do think that was the intention of his role to kind of be a whiny bitch leader. Like I do, so I think he achieved it. I think the character design is great. His lightsaber is not brought up enough as just like a badass lightsaber with like the extra two low like things on the side. Number two, it's gonna be Darth Maul. Just wasn't in enough of the movies for me to put him number one. But that moment as a kid, seeing Phantom Menace and seeing him on all of the advertisements and everything and just, when he showed up and did his triple backflips, like that was awesome as a kid and as an adult to see. But he just hasn't been enough yet for me to put him ahead of Darth Vader, who Christina said it best, one of the best villains of all time in any movie. I mean, it's Darth Vader. All right. Excellent. Makes sense. Very similar minus the Kylo Dooku situation. Yeah, Dooku was on there for number five. That's what right. It was. Yeah, okay. obviously. Since... Aaron's going to go first, so I'm going to go to supporting because I want to leave the droids for Christina to go first because that's very important. So the Collusion. Supporting... Yes, there is collusion. That's what happens here. But supporting cast, the five I picked seem the bigger ones. Chewie, Yoda, Lando, Poe, and Finn. Jesus uh, Christ. This is this the hardest one. This one is hard. This is ridiculous for you to tell me to put any of these guys at five. That being <laughs> said, it is Poe at number five for me. I think that... At times, particularly in Last Jedi, they kind of tried to force what his like character was supposed to be of like opposing the like leadership. And it was like a little bit ham-fisted and not quite needed. And he also didn't initiate the kiss with Finn when there was a chance to. I blame more him than Finn for their relationship not happening. Brings me into my number four. It's Finn. It's not his fault though. He should have been used more, but with the positions he was put in, he wasn't able to do a lot. And just like interesting aspects of being like a fallen stormtrooper soldier and things like that. There was nothing done with those. And the ability for him to be a positive representation of an African-American in Star Wars. God forbid they had that because the only thing up to now was Lando, which he was just, you know, a double crosser. It's like Finn could have been a really important character and they wasted him. So I loved his character, but what he was done puts him at four. My number three would be Lando. I do really love Lando. I love Cloud City, uh, both Billy D and Childish Gambino did a great job of 
portraying him. But yeah, I mean, Lando's super smooth, but he's also trying to, he's trying to get with Han's girl like the whole time, man. And like, I don't think this is the first time he's tried to do that. So as someone who's been cheated on, you know, not a big fan of that Lando. My number two is Chewbacca. I know I got... Wow. My Chewbacca here, but I mean, it's just, he's at times a little bit too much of a backseat in some of these movies. And then other times, like I do like when he's more a forefront of kind of the action, the drama a little more so. And you know, his, his mechanical skills could use some work. Then there's Yoda. I mean, Yoda, I had a cat named Yoda growing up. Yoda is just the man. I love how he's introduced in Empire more and more now than ever when I rewatched it. Just the reasons why he went about just acting like an idiot at first are just some really beautiful, well-thought-out Jedi reasons that are you going to treat me like you would treat anybody else? Are you treating me different because of who I am? And I just think that is a great lesson that he is introduced with. And I think that he continues through most of his movies. I mean, he's just iconic. I love Yoda. His death scene in Return of the Jedi is another one of the moments that definitely made me tear up for sure. And just not needing a weapon to be truly the most powerful person there, you know, and then they go back on that with Attack of the Clones, for, but that's okay. Yeah, Yoda is my number one side character. All righty. So my number five is going to be Lando because I just never really liked him that much. Um, I liked him more in Solo, but you guys know how I felt about the fact that he came back in Rise of Skywalker and then called him Han and not Han. So like automatically you took me out of it. And I just feel like that's a very simple like continuity thing to like pay attention to. And you just didn't do it. And he was always just kind of like a twat out of all of them. Like he was just like the guy like, yeah, you liked him. You were excited to see him, but like you never really trusted him. Like he was always just kind of that guy. I'm also putting Finn at number four for basically the same reasons that you did. He had top tier potential to take this franchise and do anything with it. And they just totally wasted his potential as an actor and as a character. And he is number four because of that, not because of really what he gave us. Because really, he's- John Boyega is a tremendous actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. I think the character is fantastic and they should have given us more. But you're also comparing them to some of the most iconic ones. I'm going to put Yoda at number three. You guys all know that I started out not really liking Yoda and he grew on me. And I think if I were to watch the series again, that I probably would change my rankings and would maybe move Yoda up the ranks. He was just like weird and annoying at first and it just kind of creeped me out. Um, And I get that was the point but like even after like he was still yoda he was still kind of creepy and annoying i'm gonna put chewy at number two i forgave him for his mechanical engineering issues <laughs> i grew to love chewy i was very distressed when i thought that chewy had died so i've grown to love him and i'm gonna put poet number one i just really yeah i know i just really loved what he brought to the sequel trilogy i just i liked him as a character i think he really respected leia and her message and what she wanted to do and i think he was the excellent successor to her and it's a shame that people didn't really like rise of skywalker it's a shame that they didn't really make a good enough movie to take finn poe and ray really could have their own story because i think the three of them really could have done something special all right well the power by oscar isaac that's all i gotta say i'm impressed you had lando as number five after hearing you yell lando when he appeared in the last movie, but that's fine. Yeah, but look at what the, I like all the other ones better than him. It's a good group, that's true. You only give me five people. I, like. I tried. Next, the one I'm excited for is the droids, uh, which we really have five major droids in here. We have R2-D2, C-3PO, BB-8, L-3, and K-2-S-O. All fan favorites. Christina, please enlighten me. 
Okay, I would first like to point out this one was horrific and that all of these are number one in my heart. Like straight up, I love the droids. The droids have been my favorite part of this entire thing. I cannot believe I actually have to rank them because I don't know. They're the best. They're my favorite parts of every movie. Rank your family. Go. Right. It's basically, these are all truly number one. It's, oh my God. Number five, I will put K2SO. I know. I know. I know. I know. There's no reason other than I like the other ones more. Like, I'm not going to say like, oh, K2SO sucks. So they're like a definite five. It was like, well, if I put who I liked the best and then went from there, Mm -hmm. I didn't like K2SO the best. But there's nothing wrong with him. I think he added to that movie exceptionally well. I also just think that him as a droid was weird because it was like right before A New Hope happened and we never saw any droids like that again. So it was kind of like a weird continuity thing for me. Uh, Number four, and this is only because she wasn't in the movie very long and we never got to really get to know her was l3 but i needed a sassy girl droid and her demise was so sad so was k2s but these two have to be four and five for me because they're just not in enough in enough the only ones in one movie yeah they make a lasting impression and i think they're fantastic so here's where it gets really oh my god God. Number three is R2-D2. I know. <laughs> so there were some moments where it was like, they didn't use R2. Like, it was just like, hey, we're not going to have R2 in the movie at all. And then like at the very end, it's like, hey, save the day. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if he's that important, why was he just like sitting there doing nothing? I did appreciate in the prequels that he was pretty badass and like shocking people and lighting shit on fire. And then like in his older age was like way more tame with like his can opener. I'm putting BB-8 at number two. BB-8 is just so cute. The relationship that uh, he has with Poe is like the most precious thing in my whole life. I just love that he just rolls around and he's just so cute. But I got to give number one. This is obvious. I think everyone saw this coming to my boy, C-3PO. He is the best part of this. Thank God he was in almost every single movie because it made me happy every single time I saw him. I love his drama. I love his sass. And you would think I wouldn't like him because of all of this, but I love his like little whine and he's just so cute and adorable. And I just want him to be my friend. All right. Fair enough. My number five is BB-8. I thought that he was kind of the most like kind of a similar to a droid who already existed. He was kind of a similar like R2-D2, just with a little bit different shapes, but like kind of had a lot of similar characters to R2-D2. And I just thought he was R2-D2 light at the end of the day. He was not R2. So that is my number five. My number four would be K2SO. First of all, only in one movie. So we got, again, the quantity thing here. So... Maybe I'm holding that against him a little bit. I also didn't quite see the functionality and why he had to be this sentient of a droid and like how he got to this point. It was entertaining. But I was like, what purpose would this serve like from a droid function? Like why would they program him to become this self-aware kind of thing? It was entertaining. But like, again, nitpicking here because I really did like these four. I didn't love BB-8. So, but the other four I really did love. Next here, we got C-3PO. This is, this is tough. But I love C-3PO. I think that he has some really great moments. He keeps getting fucked up and coming back. Gotta love that. The golden god himself. When he thinks he's killed all of them in the trash compactor is one of the funniest moments in the Star Wars universe. So I do love that. 
Number two for me, I'm not going to hold against Quandi here. It's L3. Almost put L3 at number one. She is such a badass. And like, just the fact that she pissed off fanboys makes her even better. Like, if this upsets you, I'm so sorry for your fragile world that your masculinity lives in, that you cannot deal with this droid throwing shit in, that she just wants some equal fucking rights. Period. I loved it. I almost put her at number one. But R2-D2 is the number one droid in the galaxy. Have you ever seen anybody do more with less? He has like three beep tones, yet every emotion is able to be translated with this guy. He could have been on the island with the portrait of the Lady on Fire ladies and emoted right there with them. And it would have been great. And the can opener they used to open up the net... Like, good job, buddy. Like, he goes with Luke to Dagobah's system. Like, he is there for the most important moments. And then when, like, shit's not going right, he's just in the back kind of bitching. Like, what are you doing now? Why are we getting hit with laser? Like, he's keeps it real. Keeps it real, real. And he communicates more with less. He never had to change. And, like, they never had to add things to R2-D2 all day long. Number one. All right. Lisa number ones are both from the original trilogy. The lack of Alan Tudyk love really hits me hard, but it's fine. I get it. This is not my podcast. We're going to move on to our final ranking here because I felt like there was some really good lightsaber battles in here and some of them needed to be ranked. So I gave you a few that kind of stuck out to me uh, and one I know she enjoyed, uh, which would be the Yoda Dooku fight. Uh, also the Kylo Ray versus the guards, Luke and Darth Vader in episode five, their first battle, Anakin and Obi-Wan in episode three, and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul in episode one are your rankings. Let's see, Christina, Aaron, why don't you go first this time? Yeah, I'll start. And this is our second to last ranking because we are ranking the movies overall as well. But I will start with, I think it's pretty obvious what mine is. It's episode two. It's a Yoda Dooku fight. On the surface, great, very cool, very impressive. Some of the best choreography in any fight ever but from a thematic and just plot perspective i really was not a fan of making yoda like super athletic flippy guy who could handle like he didn't need that to be great and i think it took away from the character and yoda's my favorite side character and so that's why that one's actually lower for me next is i mean again it's we say this a lot but it seems like these next four really all could compete for the one spot and this is just you know part of why this series is great i'm gonna say it's episode five though luke and darth i just think that this is a really great battle and it's hugely important but there's just the other ones i guess are simply a little bit better to me and there's like a little bit more going on it's a little bit more dynamic and more isn't always better but in this case it was for me I do think that the original trilogy, uh, if I was choosing one, I would have chose Return of the Jedi for mine. So that's just a little critique from my end. With these that are available, I would put this at my four. My three is the throne room. Uh, this is a really great scene. There's tons of different like laser swords they're battling against. I just felt like these were all red shirts. So it was a little bit just cathartic and not like dramatically like, oh my God, how are they going? None of these guys are going to guy kill him but then again they just like move the sword to kill snoke so you know who knows but that would be there um then i've got episode three obi-wan versus anakin this is really really great and i remember seeing this in the theaters the first time and being like this is what we've been waiting for this entire 
prequel series and it just was hugely satisfying in that moment at the end with the high ground iconic number one my boy darth maul has to be in the number one somewhere and it's going to be with the duel of the fates here the only three-way lightsaber scene that i think was in the series maybe there was one other one but either way it works so well the ending is a little bit kind of, uh, that's how it ends. But other, I'm not going to focus on the ending here. I'm going to focus on the journey. Um, the music in the background, the location, the choreography, the fact that you didn't quite know how it was going to end. Like you obviously knew Obi-Wan was going to make it through, but you didn't know about the other two. So it was dramatic. And yeah, I, interestingly enough, the prequel series has the best lightsaber battles for sure, I would say. I would think the original trilogy just has the least strong ones. And I just think it's the sign of the times. Just movie making in general with CGI and just like fight choreography has just improved from the time these were made. So I have Luke and Darth's fight in Empire Strikes Back as my number five. Not that I would think any lightsaber battle was actually bad, but just as the movies that were made were released, you, you just got top notch fight choreography and awesome battles. Even though I love her the most, I'm gonna put Kylo and Rey and the guards as number four. It was fun, but I think there was some like hand-to-hand -hand combat. It wasn't like full lightsabers. It was just like a lot of people involved. So it was just kind of like, to me, like a typical like superhero fight scene more than like a strict lightsaber battle against two people. Uh, number three, I'm gonna put Yoda and Dooku. You guys know I love this. I think it just gave the movie, this movie was not good. Tag of the Clones was not good. And I feel like this scene alone would just like gave you something to be excited about finally in this movie it gave another dynamic to Yoda and I know a big part of Yoda is he doesn't have to fight but it was cool to see that he could if he truly needed to mm -hmm. he had the ability and not only could he do it he was very very good at it one and two are tough and they're both from the prequels but for number two I'm gonna go Qui-Gon Obi-Wan and Darth Maul I mean it was pretty badass to see the double lightsaber and see the three of them fight but I will say from episode three Anakin and Obi-Wan that lightsaber battle is unfreaking real. First of all, it was so long and like tiresome. Like you could actually just like see them like get exhausted as they were doing it, which I think is also a thing that like movies like forget to do that like if we were realistically fighting like the endurance needed for that, I would die already because I don't have any endurance. So I just think it was so realistic, so well done, so exciting, especially because you knew that they were both going to live and they were still like it was they still gave you something where you were like, well, maybe they get really injured or maybe somebody doesn't live and I'm just remember everything wrong because like the lightsaber battle was so intense so that was my number one i think that's a good one to have different number ones for yeah so yeah, i wanted to just swap yeah, yeah you, one and two there is they're both great they're both fantastic those are some excellent rankings very interesting to see what was similar what was different but really quickly we are going to go through the rankings on the shows we're going to show which was the least liked movie to the best liked movie starting with yes the rankings based on the ratings on the ratings yep. that were given during the show yeah, Aaron and I did not. I did not want to do a personal list. I no, felt I think I think that's fine. I think that's fine. So this will be our combined uh, list based on the math. Yep, exactly. it's based on the math from all of the previous episodes. Perfect. So, yeah. Lay it on, lay it on us. I can't imagine what the worst one is. Yeah, the official digesting the force rankings. Yeah, Christina ranking, Aaron ranking, and the guest of the show ranking number eleven in a shocking turn of events: Attack of the Clones with a solid two point five ranking out of five immediately followed by number 10 the phantom menace with a 2.83 thank you math people followed by the one that disappoints me the most number nine rogue one with a three uh that hurts me a little bit number <laughs> eight rise of skywalker also a three i'm gonna switch those just because they're both yeah, yeah let's make rise of skywalker 
That just switch to make me feel a little better. <laughs> number seven, uh, Revenge of the Sith with a 4.1. Number six, shot up there. <laughs> really big change between eight and seven. Six, The Last Jedi went with a 4.2, just beating out Revenge of the Sith. Uh, number five is A New Hope, the OG one, 4.5. Number four, Solo, a Star Wars story, the <laughs> underdog of the match coming in at a 4.6 repeating, tied with The Force Awakens, which was given number three. Also tied with The Empire Strikes Back. All of <laughs> repeating. Solo, The Force Awakens, and Empire Strikes Back all tied. Just behind our number one movie of the podcast, Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks, Reign Supreme with a 4.83. That are all the rankings from oh the podcast. Finally, we were just going to do some final thoughts of how the podcast went, how this changed anything that you thought about it before for Aaron, how it changed everything uh, for Christina, just new. Aaron, why don't we start with you? Final thoughts about the podcast rankings. Yeah, that is an incredible list for a lot of different reasons. Um, We definitely got the right movies at the bottom, in my opinion. I am thrilled that we came to an agreement on on those. And the fact that uh, Return of the Jedi, after a rewatch and talking with other people, consensus to be the number one on this ranking, I think is worthy of an Ewok celebration. I want to just go cook a stormtrooper over some fire and eat them with my friends to celebrate this ranking. I am so happy to see Return of the Jedi reign supreme. After my rewatch of these movies, Return of the Jedi would be my personal number one, followed by probably Last Jedi and then Empire Strikes Back and then Solo. So pretty cool to see how my list has has shifted personally from this rewatch, for sure. I was not a Last Jedi supporter or fan before this rewatch. Very much different now. Obviously hadn't seen Solo before this rewatch. I've now seen Solo twice. So I just, yeah, I, in Return of the Jedi, sometimes we revisit nostalgia. It does not hold up. This one does hold up. So I'm glad when I can revisit something I loved as a child. And it's not like Super Mario Brothers, the movie, uh, which if you're wondering about that reference, just go check out the podcast from a couple of weeks ago, Digesting Cinema. We covered Super Mario Brothers movie, one of my favorite movies from a kid that did not hold up like Return of the Jedi. But <laughs> I just think this is an interesting rating, and the fact that we have seven movies over a 4.1 is insanity. That really debunks the whole, there's three movies, and that's it with this series. Very true. Christina, this was your first time watching all of these movies. You did a podcast on every single one, talking to experts and super fans about them, how you feel about the experience, the podcast, the movies overall, digesting the force in general. I was very okay being like steadfast with just like, I have never seen one single second of Star Wars and I will never do it. So I do want to give like special thanks to a certain point of view and my faction mate, Zach. Zach mostly was literally like, Christina, you will love these. I will love these. I love sharing my love for these with other people. I think if you'd watched it, you would really enjoy it. And I think watching these movies with intent of talking about them and then getting to talk about them only made me appreciate them and love them more. This is how Aaron, we should watch all of our franchises that we've never seen before, because I think we'll like them better when you talk to other people that love them so much. Everybody that came on our show for the most part was with a movie that they really, really loved. So it was nice to see how much they cared about it and see how much they loved it. Even if we didn't like it as much, it was nice to just see how excited they got about the movie we were talking about and Star Wars in general. And I totally get why people like this franchise so much. Yeah, well said. Has opened me up to maybe doing this with another franchise at some point, but we'll have to see. Yeah, this has been a blast. 
to go through with you. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of this fantastic journey. Well, thank you both for letting me host this. Thank you everyone for listening. This has been Digesting the Force. This is the final episode, officially the final episode. Wanted to give a quick surprise, just so everyone can see what Christina thought about everything. That's it. As she always says, may the Force be with you. That is what she always says. Yeah. Yeah, for the last time, everybody, may the Force be with you. <laughs>